Hey guys, you're listening to the Embracing Chaos podcast, and I cannot wait to to share with you my conversation with my dear friend, Teresa, today. She is a homeschooling, work-at-home mama, and has so much encouragement and hope to bring you, especially with the state our country is in right now. So I hope it blesses you, and here it is. All right. Hey, Teresa, how are you today? Hey, Nicole, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I know this is so fun. So guys, this is going to be our second episode. And as you guys know, this is just a fun podcast that I started so that we can hear other people's stories and because God is working in it all and he is working in us all. And so we want to bring people that aren't in the limelight, aren't bloggers or podcasters or writing books or doing all the things or standing up on the you know stage, anything like that. We want wonderful, ordinary women who love the Lord and to bring them together and share their stories because everybody has a testimony and something to share. So thank you so much for joining, Teresa. Yay. We would love to hear just a little bit about who you are, what you do. Hey guys. So um, I am, my name is Teresa Gonzalez and I am a stay-at-home mom, I'm also a homeschooling mom and a working from home mom um, of four kids. So their ages range. Yeah. Their ages range from one to seven. Um, and then I also work from home. So I've been able to build a brand and I work full time as a brand and content creator and I homeschool my kiddos. My husband is our company CFO. Um, and he also works in retail and his job has moved us from Florida to Nebraska and now to Texas. So we're currently currently living right outside of Dallas, um, and we are really hoping to stay here for a while. Oh my goodness, you are a busy mama. <laughs> yes. Oh for my goodness, sure. I cannot. Well, obviously, I have three little boys, but adding a fourth one in there, plus your full time working at home job. So how does that work? Like how? Can you share with us some things that you do with your family or with your, with the Lord, with your spouse, whatever, to keep kind of the calm in the craziness and chaos of four children? (laughs) Well, uh, funny enough, never say never, Nicole. So um, let me just backtrack. I never thought I would have four kids. In fact, um, (laughs) Alex and I always said that we would have one and that we would travel the world and we would grow in our corporate careers. But obviously God had other plans for us. Um, He has continued to bless us with babies. um, And we even decided to have a surgical procedure to prevent getting pregnant after our third baby. and he blessed us with a four child. Oh and my goodness. Name, I remember that. I remember oh seeing gosh. that post. <laughs> it's, I just can't even like, I get like anxiety thinking about <laughs> the day we found out we were pregnant, but we were just shocked. We were shocked. And at I the time bet. we were living in Nebraska. So we were away from our entire family. Um, oh. And we were, you know, we were like, okay, let's follow your career. Um, we can do this now. Our family's complete. And then we call him King Harry. His name is Harrison. <laughs> um, King Harry. He has us all wrapped around his teeny tiny little fingers and he's the cutest thing. So, but to answer your question, um, everything that I am today, everything that I'm becoming is because of the work that God has done in my heart yeah. and motherhood has never been easy for me. 
Mm. Um, but I am learning that when I am weak, he is strong and what doesn't come to me, uh, naturally, it just comes by grace. Um, so the main thing that keeps me calm in the chaos is remembering that I need grace just as much as my children need grace. Mm. Um, they are a work in progress and so am I. And, um, so the calm sometimes isn't really reflected externally, yeah. uh, but it's a posture of like inward submission of repentance and gratitude for the grace that the Lord has shown me Yes. Um, over the past few years. Oh, that's beautiful. I just think that every mom needs to be reminded of that too, yeah. because so many times we can just kind of get ourselves down by things that we've said, the things that we say, things that we put out there, even on social media, sometimes we can make it just very sad and hard and depressing. And there's definitely times where motherhood is like that, (laughs) but just to remember, always remember the strength and grace that God gives and wanting to give that to our children as well. So I think that's think that's beautiful. And what, what do you think you would say to moms right now, especially, oh my goodness, especially in this season who are just feeling so discouraged, have a handful of kids or even just one because every, you know, every season season is so different. So what do you think you would say to mothers like that who are just feeling so discouraged? Yeah. Um, gosh, everything is so, um, everything has changed so much over the past few months, but a um, few months, few weeks. All right. Way but, too um, fast. Yeah. I would, um, I would hug them if I could. Um, yeah. And I would say to them um, to remember that God is after your heart. Yeah. Um, we all know that there are days when motherhood is of course beautiful, right? When you're holding the precious teeny tiny baby and you're bawling because you can't believe that God has given <laughs> yeah. you this amazing gift. But the truth is that 60% of the time or more, you are covered in diapers, in breast milk, like no yeah. one is clapping for you at the end of an amazing meal. Um, and you're left there to like wash the pile of dishes. Like yeah. that's all that you have. But here's the thing, like all of this fights against our flesh. Our flesh wants to be praised. Our fresh, our flesh wants to be successful. It wants for our children to like honor us and pick up their toys when they're asked. Our flesh is selfish, but what the Lord really, really wants um, from us is a heart of submission um, and of humility that honors Mm -hmm. him through those daily unseen tasks of motherhood. And, um, Gosh, I would also say you are not alone. Like sometimes moms, especially when we have a lot of kids, um, we feel like our family is on an island and like there's no room for anyone else. (laughs) But, and I'm guilty of that, but it's a lie. Like we need community. Yes, Uh, we do. Titus calls older women to pour into the lives of younger women. For younger women to search out older women who have walked where they are now um, and can offer guidance and prayer and support. And I think that sometimes we try to go at it alone and we end up lonely. We end up overwhelmed. We end up discouraged. Um, 
And of course that looks different now because of the quarantine, yeah. uh, but fellowship and community does not end because we're all having to stay home. Like right. we have the privilege that we live in a time where we have all these technological advances where I can do the dishes and FaceTime my sister-in-law who's doing her dishes and we are finding ways to have like FaceTime Bible studies and there are museums that are doing virtual tours and a lot of companies that are providing educational services. That and isn't that large. like incredible? It is absolutely so incredible cool. who is stepping up and all the things that they have available right now. It's, it's it awesome. So cool. Yeah, it really is. Like we obviously had our church service online today, which was yep. such a blessing. And not just that, but like our youth pastor recorded the Sunday school lesson so that our kids can watch that. So Love we're it. not, you know, we're not skipping a beat, but not just like intaking information. Like this is a great opportunity where we can reach out to the body of Christ, to these women um, who are in our church or who are in our community and like really um, dig in, dig in because like, we have nothing else, nothing else to do, you know, right, like, right. this is just a really good opportunity to do yeah. that, to build these friendships and relationship. And then obviously don't neglect spending time with the Lord is what yes. I would tell them. Yes. Um, I know how busy life gets when you have little ones by your legs, requiring so much of your attention. Um, I would say find ways to get alone with the Lord set your intentions for the day, it will refresh your spirit and it will set you up to have like a biblical view of everything that's going on around you. Yes. Um, if you start off with that, now it doesn't have to be super early. It doesn't have to be suit. Like there's no specific time, but yeah. make that a priority. Yeah. So that's like a practical way that we can keep the ball rolling while we're in quarantine. But I think the bigger picture to Nicole is that we need to hold on to Romans 8:28 and it says that and we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him and have mm -hmm. been called according to his purpose and this verse literally brings me to tears because if we take a step back like we don't know how long this is going to go on for no. you know but we're deep in it and what we can do is pray for our government for the healthcare workers who are on the front lines like your husband um, we can follow yeah. the guidelines that have been set up for us and trust. And, but yes. we don't trust in the system. We don't trust in the government. Um, but yeah. we trust in the Lord and in his sovereignty. Um, and we, we thank him that he has shown us grace and given us yet another opportunity to seek him and yep. to trust that he's working even all of this out for his glory and our good. I think it's so hard to see the big picture because we don't know yeah. what the big picture looks like. And so that's why we have to hold on to the promises that are throughout scripture and what we know to be true about God. And that's why that, like Teresa was saying, that's why the having those times with the Lord are just so important. Yeah. And you, you'll notice how, how much you crave it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're in the word daily and, you know, there's different ways, obviously, that you can do that. Um, I would always say first and foremost, like open the Bible and read right. the Bible, <laughs> maybe get a reading plan together yeah. or something. But then, yeah, there's so many podcasts. I mean, oh this God. one, you know, that you can right. tune into and like get sound doctrine, um, just some good biblical, like teaching where you can yeah. draw closer to the Lord through it. And, and that can be super practical. Like while you're washing dishes, you're listening to podcasts while you are 
um, whatever, folding that laundry that you yeah. have to do. Like this is, this is prime time where you can have a headphone in your ear and obviously okay. listen to what your kids are doing. You don't, you know, want them. Right. Of course. <laughs> But this is, you know, this is such a sweet time, um, unfortunately, because of everything that's happening, but it's allowing a lot of people to be home. It's giving yeah. people a break. Um, everybody is forced to have to spend a little bit more quality time with your family. Like, yeah. <laughs> this is just prime. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to just dig into the word of God. What do you think are some tips and tricks maybe that you guys have seen that really help you as a family during this quarantine? So um, I do have to be honest with you. The quarantine <laughs> has not affected our family yeah. that much. I um, know. I see there. So, I get it. <laughs> yeah. We homeschool year round. Uh, we like to take two big trips a year and they're usually during the off season. Um, so that's been a, a perk of homeschooling for us. Uh, and we also have yeah. a lot of visitors during the year. So we take a lot of time off and we could not do that if our kids were in school. So okay. that's one of the reasons why we homeschool. Right. Um, but, you know, we don't take our weekly Target trips. Yeah. Um, that's, <laughs> that's one thing. Um, but I've always had to balance my work life and homeschooling life. Um, I've been doing that for the past three years. I've been working from home for the past four years, but I've had to balance that for the past three years. And I know that a lot has changed for a lot of families and now they're having to find new ways to try and balance their work from life, uh, work from home life. Right. Um, so I've done, I've provided some free printables on my website. Oh, perfect. To, yeah. To help families transition into homeschooling. I will get that link home. and put it in the, um, comments and stuff so that everybody can go look at that. Yeah, it's really good. And it's, it's a, um, you know, I have one that's a schedule. That's a schedule that we follow. And I've realized that a lot of um, people are, are just kind of lost, you know, and I think that a lot of homeschooling moms, homeschooling parents have really like stepped up and they're like, Hey, this is our bread and butter. This is what we've been doing for right. however long. Let me help you because I want you to succeed. And you see that I've seen that throughout like Instagram and blog in the blogging world. Um, so I too have these free printables on my website. Um, my okay. husband is still working. Yeah. My husband's working full-time hours. Um, if I can be honest with you, I wish that he could be home with me yeah. uh, because we're really good together. We just really, uh, we just thrive when we're together. But as far as tips, my go-to is absolutely get a schedule together. Yes. That is a priority. And even if you don't stick with it 100% of the time, just having yep. something that you can look at that is tangible, that can keep your mind and your and your kids um, just notified of what's coming next. Right. It helps me to anticipate their needs. It helps them to know what the expectation is when I'm working or getting other priorities done. So that is a for sure like a tip. That I, would, I, you know, I don't know shift. what I would do without a schedule. Like if I was not a yeah. scheduled person, I don't, I would be like, <laughs> I'd be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like me it's too. the only thing that helps me because my, obviously I, I, I'm not a homeschool mom, but I would, it would just be very difficult. So I can imagine, yeah. you know, a lot of people who aren't scheduled aren't a school, like a homeschool mom and they just have to figure everything out and then, oh, and they have to bring their job home. And that's just right. a lot. That's very overwhelming for a lot of these moms. So I'm, yeah. 
thankful that you put together a couple things and we will absolutely link those and I will probably go download them too. (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, yeah, on top of that, I also have, so I came to my husband one day and, uh, because he is a type eight and I, (laughs) I said to him, I said, my to-do list is just so long. I do not know how to tackle this. And he gave me like these really practical tools on how to break down your to-do list um, and how to set priorities for yourself. So that is also a printable that I have that I'll give oh, you the nice. link to. Ooh. Yeah, it's really good, especially for, for now working from home right. parents. So yeah. does it like, do you set your schedule and like your to-do list and then this worksheet kind of helps you break it down? Like what Correct. you're saying with your husband? Awesome. Well, that's a yeah. good idea too for those who are a little lost right now. Well, it's been awesome because I have had the pleasure of following you on Instagram and being online friends for, I don't even know how long now. It's been a little while, (laughs) but we've never met in person. And this is that, this is why I love doing podcasts like this, because if I don't Marco Polo you all the time, then I need you on my podcast and I need people to be face to face because, you know, online is just, especially right now, it's just a great time to get those connections going and, you know, all of that. But because I've had the pleasure of knowing you, I still don't know some really awesome details about your life. And I'd love to hear how you came to Jesus. And if that's too much like a, of a testimony question, or you could just give me like a story of how God has really shown up for you over the years or recently. Yeah. For, yeah, sure. I'll dive right in. Woo-hoo. Um, so yeah, my, um, so I, I kind of shared the story with Alex. Alex is my husband and he's like, well, I don't know if you want to say all of that, but I'm just going to go ahead and say, it. <laughs> um, so, that's what we're all about uh, here. <laughs> yeah. Why not? Um, so my parents, so I grew up, I was born in Venezuela. My parents, uh, moved to Venezuela when I was actually moved to the United States to South Florida when I was eight years old. Okay. And so I didn't know how to speak English. Um, my parents had to work all day, all day long to make ends meet. So they enrolled my brothers and I in like an inner city public school and they said, be brave. And so we, you know, I cried a lot and I would hide under my jacket and just like take naps during fourth grade. But you know, God was so gracious. We learned how to speak English, um, in school. And then, uh, we grew up in the church, but when we were 13, when I was 13, um, Alex's mom worked with my mom at a hair salon. And so she invited our family to their church. And so we were 13 at the time and we, my parents were like, okay, we need, you know, we need a good youth group because it was me and my brothers. I had three brothers. And so we went to, uh, we went to Alex's parents' church and that's where I love that. Yeah. That's where we met. Um, and so we had grown up Christians and I had like my earliest memories revolve around like reciting Psalm 23 in Spanish Mm. with my mom, but it wasn't until my teen years until, um, like we got plugged into this church where, um, the Lord just, you know, really like grabbed a hold of my life and I, I came to know the Lord. Mm. Um, so then we, Alex and I got married when we were 23 and although we did profess to be Christians, we didn't live a life that really honored him. Mm. And about eight years ago, um, so right before our daughter Grace was born, our marriage had a really big fallout 
Um, mm. I had a hardened heart against marriage and I didn't want to be married anymore. And Nicole, since then, God just continues to show his mercy as we abide in his word and he sanctifies us, prunes us, and he just allows us to grow in the faith. And that's kind of been um, just my testimony in a nutshell. Mm. I love how it involves so much of your husband. Like, yeah. I think that, I think that is such a beautiful gift because even, I was even telling Andrew the other day, I was like, man, I wish we met when we were younger. And I said, because I can't wait for the day that I've been married to you longer than I have been without you. Wait, right. since, yeah. 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 <laughs> but kind of, yeah. but I, I just think that's beautiful because you, it's been both of your stories for so long. Mm. And mm-hmm. it just shows the hand of God on it the entire time. I mean, it, you know, I, I do want to say it comes with as good and it's bad. Like, um, you, we were there when hearts were broken, you know, mm-hmm. we were there, um, experiencing all of the, like our fallout of our like college years. And, mm-hmm. um, but we also have all of these like inside jokes yep. that Sweet nobody stories. else has. And yeah, and stories that he'll tell me, hey, I broke my leg. And I was like, yes, I was there. I know, I yeah. saw it. You know? <laughs> you know, he's like, oh, I did this. I'm like, I know, I was there. Wait, so did you start, your hand. when did you start dating? Um, so we were, um, air quotes, dating yeah. when we were 13. We just okay. really liked each other for a long oh time. But yeah, then we broke off. So then he went off to college. Um, and then we reconnected again when we were 19. Okay. So, and then married but we have, and then married 23 and Aww. we are now both 33. So we have known each other for a really long time. I love that. Oh, that's just yeah. so sweet. I think it's yeah, awesome. It, <laughs> it is sweet. So sometimes I'll just stare at him and, and I'm like, I can't believe I've seen you grow up. You know, right? and sometimes he'll do something that it's so like hashtag boss yeah. that I'm like, what the <laughs> heck? Like, who is this man? Like, I thought you were this like 13 year old boy that I like, had a crush on. And now you're like giving orders and getting oh my things gosh. done. Yeah, it's really cool. Do you have like a million photo albums of you guys? Oh my gosh, you guys? yes. Oh. We both had braces. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. It's just so many pictures. pictures together. I bet your wedding like reception or whenever they had like the photos yeah, going, you had did. like so many. <laughs> they did. We had oh, the braces so pictures and the camp pictures. Oh yeah, my gosh. It, I love that. Nice. What's not nice about it is that Grace now, my seven-year-old is, she's like, mom, but um, I thought you weren't allowed to have crushes until you're like 18. She's you're like, like but we we're friends, right? Yeah. She's like, but you had a crush on dad when you were 13. I'm like, no, 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 I definitely did not. I definitely, yeah. That's not how it works. No way. Yeah. Not the story. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So it is sweet. It is sweet. Well, thank you for sharing that. That's just, oh, I love hearing so much about what God's doing in people's lives and especially yours because I've known you for a while, but this is just even better. Um, and we always end the show by giving you a few minutes to share what you're passionate about or if there's anything that you're working on that you want to tell people about so everybody can kind of get a, some more trees in their life. Yeah. Thanks, Nicole. So my overall passion, um, 
just really honestly is the glory of God and having it permeate every single thing that I do. It's a daily battle with my flesh, uh, but it is my greatest passion. If I'm homeschooling or working or cooking, going out for a run, like that is my number one priority. Um, my business revolves around my family life. Um, so I often blog about places that we visited, products that we're using. I share tips on homeschooling and on getting outdoors with kids. Um, I'm currently sharing resources and tips on homeschooling and working from home just because my heart really, yeah, my heart really goes out to these mamas who are now having to figure homeschooling out cold turkey. Um, and my hope is that they have some resources and encouragement just so that they would not only, um, know that they're not alone, but that they can be successful at this. And like, I always wonder how many parents are going to continue to homeschool after After this, this. like, yep. You know, because I really know that it can be done. And I think that obviously everybody has different, um, uh, different priorities and just different life dynamics, but I am a proponent for homeschooling. Like I really do shout that from the rooftops. I really believe that we can be successful at this. Um, and it highlights family life. Um, I think it's beautiful that you're able to help other women feel empowered for something that they are so fearful of. Because a lot of times, I mean, so a lot of times women don't have the choice to homeschool or not. Mm-hmm. Like they're working, they not a work from home job. Like they both, you know, the husband and the wife are full time and they have to send the kid to school. Yeah. Um, but in this case, a lot of these moms are probably just fearful about it. And so I think mm-hmm. it's great that you're trying to provide some resources for them and give them some hope that they can do this for however long it needs to be. And I just thank you. Thank you for doing that. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And I also share on my blog, like I have a few, a few posts there on why we homeschool. Um, and you know, obviously I, like, I always, I do believe that this is a privilege. Um, I don't take it for granted a hundred percent. My parents both had to work full-time jobs because they got paid pennies and my um my brothers and I just had to find you know we just had to make it and they didn't have that privilege they didn't have that opportunity and so obviously like I do not take it for granted and I and I know that not everybody can do it Um, but now everybody kind of has to right you know we're kind of all being thrown on this and my hope is that they will see um the beauty in it. And if they're able to continue to homeschool, like that would be just so great. Yeah, I know. And it's going to be interesting with summer coming up and mm-hmm. oh, just seeing how all this plays out, but it has been a joy having you on and just thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. And don't forget guys to follow Teresa on Instagram at with love underscore Terry and also her blog, which I will link both of them so that you guys especially those moms out there doing the homeschool thing um, so that you guys could go click those resources and just hop on the bandwagon that we're all on right now. (laughs) So thank you so much. Thank you, Nicole. Thanks for having me. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you. Thank you guys for joining us. Have a great week. You've been listening to the Embracing Chaos podcast where every woman has a voice. Please feel free to reach out to me if you want to share your story. 